Hi, this is Norman Goh and you're listening to PMI Bicharming Guini. Malaysia's leading independent news portal, Malaysia Kini, was handed a hefty half a million ringgit fine after they were found to be in contempt of court by the federal court on February 19. The penalty was more than a double fine prosecutors had sought. The highest court of the country ruled that Malaysia Kini was guilty of contempt over five comments posted by readers on its website last year, saying that it was responsible for the dissemination of remarks deemed to have undermined the system of justice in the country. The editor-in-chief and co-founder Stephen Gunn was found not guilty of the charges. This is a landmark decision by the Malaysian courts, if not the first to be tried directly in a federal court. Contrary to the usual legal proceedings, how will this affect the future of media landscape in Malaysia and how will newsrooms operate after this? In this episode, I speak to Primesh Chandran, CEO and co-founder of Malaysia Kini, to tell us more. Alright, Prem, thanks uh, for joining me. I mean, despite the uh, short notice yesterday, I messaged you late at night. So, you know, first of all, let's look at the situation yesterday. Um, it came after one year since the last trial and then it was postponed due to MCU and all that. So the heavy-handedness of the court verdict of half a million ringgit came to a shock to many Malaysians, I think even yourself, and generally many in media community around the world. So what is your take about this and how that will spell to the press freedom, freedom of expression as a whole in Malaysia? Uh, hi, Norman. Thanks for having me uh, on air. Um, yes, I think definitely the uh, quantum of um, fine was, you know, far above what we would have expected. Um, you know, we've tried our best to cooperate with the courts. Um, you know, we don't we don't condone the comments made on Malaysia Kini. You know, we uh, we really want to make this work for everyone. Um, and so, we felt that the the fine the amount quantum of fine was extremely disproportionate um, to you know uh, whatever has happened. Um, also keeping in mind that, you know, you see such comments happening in all types of Facebook pages and Twitter pages and etc. If you just look at even the, you know, Prime Minister Mohidin's page or Najib's page or any political leader, right? You see very harsh comments going on. So uh, uh, we really did not expect um, um, such a fine. Um, but, you know, it was really lovely to see Malaysians coming out from all walks of life, you know, throwing the support behind Malaysia Kini and being able to raise half a million ringgit, uh, you know, in four hours. And the time when people, a lot of people are suffering financial pain due to the pandemic, you know, uh, lost jobs, you know, worries of their own. Um, it was really heartwarming and very, very generous of, of the Malaysian public. So when, what happened yesterday? So what went through your mind when the verdict was handed down? Were you expecting the worst uh, yesterday? I think, you know, as they started to read their verdict, we could uh, get a sense of where it was headed. Um, you know, that, that you know, they were not going um, after Stephen and, you know, they were basically questioning the company and, and, and we can understand that. Uh, uh, obviously, there's a majority judgment and a minority judgment which can be read uh, and explained. Um, so, you know, when, when we, uh, our, uh, in mitigation, after we found out um, the verdict, our lawyer said, look, you know, fine or 20, 30,000 would be reasonable. Um, and, you know, the prosecution asked for 200,000, which I thought was already very high. Um, and I expected, you know, you know, maybe a verdict somewhere in between those two amounts. But I felt 500,000 was really, really uh, going overboard. And it kind of hurt. It's like, 
why take such a position? Um, I felt that the judiciary could be more constructive about this. It's the first uh, time you know this sort of case is, is being discussed. It's got huge ramifications. Um, they could have taken an approach to say that, you know, um, Malaysia Kinney, we want you to come back with a plan. How are you going to manage the, com the comment section? You know, what are you going to do about this? Right? You know, uh, uh, tell us how you're going to improve this and, you know, make, make sure it does not happen again. You know, so that would have been a much more constructive approach to take. And it's not uh, like Malaysia um, Kinney did not do anything to, to address the issue. I mean, first yes. of all, when we, look, when we look at the facts of the case, the comments were taken down within 12 minutes. It's not that Malaysia Kinney did not take down and leave it for a few hours. That did not happen. But, uh, I mean, the... To, the, the company has already, the publication has already addressed the issue. But, you know, looking at this, it's just really uh, alarming. And, and, of course, we will not go to a point where we're going to be, be cited for contempt of court again. Lah. But it's, it is really, really uh, mind-blowing to, 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 to see the courts taking uh, such stance. Yes, definitely. I think that the, you know, the courts need to uh, relook at this case and understand the, the broader implications of this, which many organizations have voiced out, uh, including, you know, uh, parties like AMNO uh, and others have also voiced out their concerns. The uh, Chinese Media Association has put up a statement, etc. So it has got really, really wide implications. And, um, you know, for us, the, the uh, CMA, the, the Communication Multimedia Act, uh, clearly defined the operations of an online forum. Uh, where it defines some sort of you know flag and take down as appropriate action, which we have been trying to follow. Keep in mind, Norman, that when we launched the comment section, um, you know, a while back, it was a big dilemma for us as well. It was not an easy decision to take. Uh, you know, there are many comments there which are critical of Malaysia Kini, uh, you know, critical of many people, right? Uh, um, we acknowledge that, uh, you know, so there's a very diverse opinions in those comments. So how do we create a, a forum which allows people to comment? Um, at the same time, you know, try to make them to be more uh, responsible for the comments. We don't, we don't condone at all comments that are vile, you know, which are, you know, defamatory, you know, which, you know, cast aspersions on the judiciary. We, we are not there to condone such comments at all. We want people to comment responsibility. But there will always be a few, you know, bad hats that, you know, that, 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 that go beyond what is appropriate. There will um, be the naughty ones is, who usually spice things up. That's the usual part. <laughs> yeah. So it's really a question of how do we manage that and how do we improve it so that, you know, we, we encourage responsible commenting and discourage irresponsible, you know, uh, comments and defamatory comments. You know, that I will touch on, you know, there are quite a number of very popular forum, uh, community forums in Malaysia. I mean, they're really well known. Uh, these are going to have a very, very deep ramifications of what's going to happen next. You know, look at the whole situation yesterday. It was, you know, I was there. I was on my phone for about four or four, five hours tweeting, updating and everything. You know, Najikini raised more than half a million. I think right now, as of now, is what, nearly 700,000 now? <laughs> in yes. less than five hours, there was half a million in less than five hours. That's equivalent to about nearly 125,000 per hour, breaking the previous record of 350,000 in 11 days. And then you mentioned earlier, 1.7 million in one year for the BRIC project. So how do you feel about this overwhelming support for many Malaysians? Do you think, like uh, I also tweeted yesterday, this is actually... Um, uh, a, a way how Malaysians show their protests uh, over what has been uh, handed down 
I think what has been handed down was really heavy. It was a heavy-handedness by the Supreme Court. Yes, I think that that you no know, Malaysians, we we do want change, but we also want a peaceful change. As we saw in 2018, you know, Malaysians had the courage to make a change using the ballot box. Um, there was no violence. You know, we adhered to the rules. So Malaysians do want that. We want a better country. We want a better country. We want to move forward. We want justice. We want a sense of equality. Uh, but we're doing it in the best way we can. We don't want violence. You know, we don't want you know crazy things to happen, right? We are trying to speak up in the best way we can, so that the powers that be take cognizance of the situation and make the necessary changes. Um, but I get I get a sense of you know people are being tired. People are becoming very cynical. Uh, people are fatigued. Um, so it's high time that the powers that be listen to the concerns of the everyday rakyat and, and address this. And in the sense that the judiciary has got a very key role to play to make sure that justice is upheld, um, that those who commit crimes are put away uh, and, and those who are trying to make the change need the room to make the change happen. Uh, um, and that's what I see uh, how justice needs to move forward. You know, this kind of reminded me of one of the quotes where, I mean, speaking to quite a number of lawyer friends, the justice need to be seen and felt, not just read. You know, justice need to be, you know, it has to resonate with the people. And while we're looking at the political landscape itself, we saw that support from politicians from both sides, uh, from coming from DAP, PKR, PH, to name a few, and even those in AMNO have also contributed to support uh, the Media Defense Fund. Were you surprised with the support given, uh, with the change of, uh, you know, I mean, Jing Huat has really pointed out very well this morning when he was commenting of, uh, on Matt Hassan's uh, um, comments about, you know, a breath of fresh air coming from AMNO about media freedom. Definitely, I think I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, that you know, I'm not taken has taken a quite a progressive position. I think that that, that now that they are out of power, uh, or at least on the sidelines of power, uh, there's a more uh, a reckoning the importance of press freedom. I think something similar happened to Tun Mahathir after he stepped down from being prime minister, and suddenly he found that you know, despite being in power for 22 years, he was being sidelined uh, by the Badawi administration, and his voice was not being heard. And similarly, he came to Malaysia Kini and we gave him space for an interview to discuss his ideas and opinions. And similarly, when, you know, when Najib Razak lost power uh, after 2018 defeat, uh, he also came to Malaysia Kini and we also gave him an interview to explain his point of view on many issues. Yeah, that's um, why so they got a lot of supporters <laughs> getting right out of why Malaysia Kini giving them spaces. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to understand that you know, we, we, we are trying to give um, space to all sides. Um, whether they are in power, opposition or government, or the readers. You know, they need to have their say. And we need to listen up to what people are saying, whether we agree or disagree. There are many comments that I, I firmly disagree with, but we need to give them the space. So I'm pleasantly surprised and I hope that AMNO and other parties in power will now understand that today you can be in power and, co and control the media, but tomorrow you may not be in power. So as we have changes of governments, it's more essential that the institutions of the state, whether it's the judiciary, the media, uh, you know, the police, they become more independent so they can serve all, not just those who are you know, in power and in control of those institutions. 
So basically, you know, all the years of how uh, Malaysia Kini with all with, with many of the other media practitioners have really worked hard about changing the perspective of media. I think uh, this could actually spell a a, a very positive uh, outcome in future. Whomever t uh, takes power will actually respect the uh, the the independence of the media. So. Going back on this case, though, Malaysia Kini has quite a long history of uh, brush with the authorities, uh, bringing a case to the courts, uh, even civil suits, defamation, and all that. Now, how different was this 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 case compared to the cases where Malaysia Kini faced before, like Rao, the case of the uh, Malaysia Kini versus uh, Home Affairs Ministry over the license? Now, how different in this time and compared to previous ones? Well, this was very different in the sense that, you know, it went straight to the federal court. Um, seven top judges of the country presiding over the issue. No room to appeal um, on an issue which has huge precedence, not just for the publishing industry, but for the rakyat as a whole who use social media to comment. Um, so this was a very pivotal case. This was not a run-of-the-mill uh, uh, case that we've handled in the past. Um, there was a possibility that Stephen would be jailed, um, you know, uh, and we we appreciate the fact that he was found not guilty and uh, you know um, on this charge. So it was a really uh, it was a high-pressure case. Um, so so we felt it, um, and we were ready to 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 manage it, um, and also not because of something that we have deliberately published. I think in previous cases, it was articles that, you know, we have published that we've taken responsibility for. But these are, in a way, our read comments by our readers. So I think that it was a huge concern. And you can see there have been global um, uh, uh, reportage on, on, on this issue. Um, so, so this is something that very much concerned us. But I think, you know, we've now gone past it and now we need to move forward. I think to make the note to the listeners as well, the the recent court case involving Malaysia Kini is not about Malaysia Kini's reporting. It's not about what the journalists have republished, uh, has, has reported. Or there's nothing wrong with the reporting. This is related to the five comments made by the subscribers, uh, of which Malaysia Kini has immediately taken out from publishing it. So, you know, when, when there's a changed government last year, the government promised to defend press freedom. The minister himself, Saifuddin Abdullah, promised to defend press freedom. But this, this verdict itself will send a chilling effect on freedom of expression, also on press freedom. You know, media, media council is being stalled. We don't know where it is right now. Now, in spite of these difficulties and challenges on media industry, what future holds for independent media like Malaysia Kini? Well, I'm glad you brought up the, the media council. Uh, as you know, that I'm a chair of the pro tem committee. Um, this has been a process for more than a year. Uh, but since the new government uh, has come, uh, taken over, the minister has not been forthcoming in terms of you know, a clear position on the media council and actually moving it forward. But why we actually want a media council is precisely about these sort of issues. The media is changing. The demands of people are changing. The industry's revenue models are changing. You've got to deal with you know, Facebook and Google. And it's very critical that the media comes together uh, as a collective body, both the publishers as well as the audience, and put forward ideas. How do we want you know, new regulations, right? How do we develop a new standards? How do we make sure the industry is sustainable? You know, major media are, are, are hemorrhaging. They're losing staff. They're retrenching staff by the day. Um, so it's very critical that the media comes together and works with the government to develop new standards and new way to approach matters. 
um, this could have avoided, you know, this whole uh, case that we have today. Um, the case could have been referred to a media council. The media council could have deli de deliberated on it and come up with saying, well, okay, these were the offences, but this is the way forward in terms of, you know, managing comments of readers. Um, but currently, there's no avenue for constructive uh, dialogue, a constructive discussion. Uh, and this is what we, the, the, we the, the, the the need for media council to actually come out of the code of conduct and it also to to protect the professionalism of the newsrooms itself for journalists themselves and at the end of the day the government need not to regulate news anymore what the government need is to support rather than you know put their hands dirty in trying to control the press exactly i think you know the 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 they need to recognize that the media is not for or against any political party. That is our duty to ask the tough questions. You know, when you're in power, we will be asking the tough questions. But it's not personal. It's about what the yeah the people are concerned about, right? They want justice. They want fairness. They are worried, and we will ask those questions about corruption, about abuses of power. But it's not personal, you know. Uh, uh, and the and those who choose to be in power need to be ready for those questions ready for that, that 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 scrutiny and i think today even the judiciary needs to be ready for more scrutiny uh there have been allegations being brought up uh, against the judiciary and they need to be clear how are they going to answer those those questions you know one of the i remember readings one of the uh, the majority judgments is that that judiciary does not have a space to actually answer criticisms and all that and that's why they uh one of the reasons was uh, actually putting to to penalize become punitive in the area to prevent uh you know criticisms that may um you know affect the image of the judiciary then again judiciary being one part of the three branches three main branches of the, the democratic institution that is also not free from criticisms from the people again so looking forward how will this spell for the future of mediation media landscape what would you call on the lawmakers the policymakers uh, our mps in in amending our laws uh, so that you know they don't need to go through what Malaysia kini had to go through again I think for immediately, the lawmakers need to look at the Evidence Act, the, the amendments made, 114A, and it's now implications of how it's been interpreted by the courts. Uh, um, I think that immediately needs attention. They need needs to have a law of uh, on contempt. Uh, who can be held on contempt? How can contempt happen? Um, this needs to be properly defined. What are the fines for contempt? Uh, you know, uh, you know what is what is uh, um, what is uh, what, what's the sense of justice? You know, uh, how can we look at what fines need to be laid out when someone is found in, in contempt? I think these are the immediate reactions because we now have very far-reaching um, interpretation by the highest court, which has very, very far-reaching implications. Um, that needs to be immediate action. But I would also ask the lawmakers to seriously consider the idea of a media council. Uh, you know, um, to create a level playing field where media can dialogue with the authorities and, and work out solutions. We are not saying that, you know, we are all invincible. We're not saying that we've got everything right. We, we acknowledge that there are many things that media can do better as well. Uh, we also need to be responsible with what we do. I, I totally agree with that. But there needs to be a structure put in place where these discussions and these debates and constructive ideas can be can be developed so that we can all progress together. The country needs a free media, you know, uh, without which there is going to be chaos. Uh, um, so uh, I urge lawmakers to urgently move forward on this front. Now, looking at the current situation, 
also uh, what happened in Australia where there's a total media blackout and the you know what happens between the Australian government and Facebook media giants like Facebook over you know that Facebook social media giants like Facebook and Google should pay news publishers I think sooner or later it may come to our, to our shores and uh, you know I would like to ask your opinion how would that actually be happening one day in our country like that there has been a discussion among the media industry about you know how we should move forward with uh, with with these big tech companies. We understand that you know they, they bring many benefits. At the same time, we have many uh, concerns. Um, media has always relied on advertising business model, uh, and now this model has been taken away from uh, from media. So, is it a is it a situation where we have to just move business models and not rely on advertising? Uh, Malaysia Kini itself has a subscription system. Would that work? Uh, or is it that we need a, a bigger share of advertising revenue, uh, which is currently being taken by some of these global giants? It's a big debate. I don't think there's a simple solution. I don't think there is a you know a blanket uh, silver bullet. But uh, whether the tech players or the industry or the government, we need to sit around and try to work out solutions. Right? Uh, how can we move forward in the best way? All right. So that's uh, that's all for for today. And thank you so much, Prem, for joining me. Thanks, Norman. Thanks for having all me. Right. All the best. Thank you. You're listening to Bicara Minguini, uncovering current affairs and politics. And you can listen to the stories and interviews on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you can find podcasts. For more updates and stories, if you have any suggestions, you can tweet to me at I'm Non-Gore. Thank you for listening. Thank you.